Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, Groundhog Day. The comedic visionary behind some of the most iconic comedies in history was the late, great Harold Ramis, who honed his skills at the Second City before he started making movies. Yep, that's Second City. With the alumni list of comedy greats like Bill Murray, Tina Fey, Stephen Colbert, and about a zillion more. It makes sense then that the home of improvisation and artistic collaboration is now home to the world's first film school dedicated entirely to comedic storytelling. The Harold Ramis Film School at the Second City Training Center in Chicago is unlike any other film program out there. In one year, students are exposed to comedy theory, the ins and outs of comedy film production, screenwriting, improv, and are invited to master seminars with A-list industry pros. So who's the ideal candidate? Anyone who loves comedy and has a tireless need to create. Whether you're just graduating from high school or looking to finally make a career leap, people of all experience levels and backgrounds are encouraged to apply. Go to secondcity.com slash Harold Ramis to get all the information. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, the Reapers. But who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. UPS has often asked us, what can Brown do for you? Well, one thing we know for sure that they can do is send us a severed human head. This week, I got to talk to a UPS clerk who can set up that kind of delivery for you. Yeah, one name. Can't tell your last name. That's right. Deb yeah. L, but we're not going to get into the other details. We don't have to. No, let's, tell, let's tell the tale. Great. You were, you're a UPS employee? Yes. I worked at UPS for 20 years. Uh, it's a great job. Uh, ups and downs, uh, good benefits, vacation, lunch, uh, locker. Oh, nice. Parking space. That's brown, great. Brown, brown outfits. Brown's my color, so that's good. Uh, lots of great, great and interesting clients and customers over the years. You're telling me you're kind of on a sabbatical right now, right? Yeah, I'm on a uh, UPS mandated sabbatical right now. Yeah, because you, uh, well, do you want to tell, because I don't want to lead you in anything. You can just, Detective Somerset and Mills, right? I guess it starts there. I That seems like the whole thing. Well. It was an early afternoon, and uh-huh. a man came in, you know, to send a package, as men are wont to do, and women at UPS. Right. Now, I assessed his appearance, and it was not great. He had on gloves with uh, bloody fingertips. Could have been a fashion choice. Looked a little gross to me. Right. <clears throat> he spoke with a soft voice. And he had a terror look in his eye. He wanted to send a box. Now, I mean, did you see what was in the box? Or, because we all know, like, it was a head. But at the time when he brought it in, did you think it was a head? I thought it was a bowling ball, perhaps. Okay. Or a head. So you thought it might have been a head. It was either a head or a bowling ball. I couldn't really think of anything else that would fit and look you know, the way that it did, and there was a little bit of, uh, you know, mystery surrounding the guy. What's the protocol if you think somebody brings a head in? Well, this is where I, I maybe messed up a little bit. 
I feel like I probably should have alerted like a supervisor or something just because the guy was weird. Right. Yeah. You know, he, he had a thing. But I went against my better judgment, packaged it, weighed it, taped the label down on it. And yes, I'm the one who mailed. Well, I didn't mail it, but I put it on the truck and it was delivered by Jerry, actually, who's never spoken to me since. Is Jerry still with the company? No, we're both on mandated sabbaticals right now. UPS mandated sabbatical? We're in, it's getting litigious. Yeah. So they're going to take you to court? No, I'm taking them to court. Oh, you are going to take them to court? Hey, how am I supposed to know there's a head in the box? I, I don't think you're supposed to know. Although, you know, you seemed like you thought maybe there was a head in the box. But I did. Yeah. That's okay. What are you doing with your time off on your mandated sabbatical? I've been doing a lot of Mandalay. Mandalay? Mandalay Bay. Oh, Mandalay Bay? Yeah, I like to gamble. Yeah? What's your game? Blackjack, baby. You like blackjack? Oh, you know it. What's the most you've won playing blackjack? I would say maybe upwards of $300. $300? Perhaps. I mean, that sort of seems like the mandated sabbatical is kind of worth it, just so you can play blackjack all the time. You don't think I have residual guilt for this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... I feel bad. Yeah? Many, 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 many... The, the chain reaction of what happened with the delivery of that head. And when those detectives came to tell me, John Dole has the upper hand. Right. Have I, you reached out to Detective Mills at all? Because he seemed pretty busted up after all that happened. I yeah, mean, he killed John Doe. I mean, yeah. No, I, I'm too scared to reach out. I was thinking maybe on the anniversary of the delivery, I might send some flowers or an edible arrangement. Uh, but uh, I feel pretty bad, I must say. And, yeah. you know, here's the thing. How am I to know what people sent? Sure. You know, it could be a birthday gift. It could be a box of grandma's ashes. It could be about a million things I could list right now. But in this one particular instance, I had a hand and a head in a box. Well, I don't think that's really bad. I mean, you know, who are you to go through people's packages? I think you're just doing a fine job. You're doing your job of just sending this thing out. Well, I thank you for saying that. But, you you know, I had to sign paperwork that said if something a little weird happens, you got to, you know, do something, see something, say something. But We yeah. learned that in grade school. I had suspicions. He came in wearing a white linen suit. With gloves, with bloody tips. Yeah. But again, how are you supposed to know all this? Like, I, I think you're the victim. If anybody's a victim here, it's you. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like it goes like this. The lady whose head's in the box, the husband, the cop. Oh, they're the same. And then me. Yeah. And then Jerry, who's so pissed at me, I can't tell you. I I think he's misplacing his anger. I don't think it's really fair to be mad at you. Again, you are just two people doing your job. How are you supposed to know there's a head in a box? Was it bleeding when he... So I... Well, let me ask you this, because I don't really know how all this works. Was the head outside of the, a box before you put it in, or did he bring it in, in a box and you just waited? Are you out of your damn mind? Well, I know... He like, brought a box. If it was a head, I wouldn't ship that. Well... <laughs> I'm telling you, I was on the fence about something. If he had brought a bag with a head in it, I wouldn't have shipped that. Probably. That's probably? Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't know for certain, but I was so distraught by the look of this guy, I had a feeling it wasn't a bowling ball, but I knew it could be one or the other. I was really 
toe-to-toe with my own emotions. What's in the box? I'm the first one who was saying it. Right. What's in the box? What's in the box? That's me. But I just went ahead and shipped it. Well, you just did your job. I weighed it, labeled it, taped it, put it on the truck. And Jerry took it. Jerry took it. So what was Jerry's reaction once he got back? Livid. Was he mad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was in a bit of danger when he delivered it. Guns and cops and everything. And yeah. he's like, he came back. First thing he said to me, what was in that box? I said, either a bowling ball or a head, Jerry. Those are my two best guesses. Maybe a bowl, a fish bowl full of marbles. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, Miss Cleo of the UPS office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. <clears throat> Look at a box, put my train my eyes on it, and see through it like Jombie on Pee Wee's Playhouse. I love Jombie. Love Jombie. He's ahead in the box. No one bitches you out for him. How does he get around? I I don't know. I think he just takes that box places and he just sets it up. Well, don't go to UPS, Jombie. He's a little word of advice. What might get someone on a mandated sabbatical? Aside from a head, what's the weirdest thing somebody's brought in for you to ship? Uh, 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 carp. A carp? Oh yeah, yeah. A whole carp? Yeah. Was it stinky and raw? Like, or was it? No, cooked it smelled or? like daisies. It's I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was if gross. It, yeah. I've had. The, I've had. Uh, I, I've had people bring me broken pictures, frames, and things. Uh huh. Ship these to my ex. Oh, that's tough. Basically, I'm like a therapist of a person needing something to you're, go somewhere else. You're like a bartender, kind of. Yeah. With no booze. And I love exactly. Yeah. We're, yeah. No booze. Great. I bet if the booze would probably make it easier. Well, don't think I don't have a nip a time or two. On the job? I'm not going to say that right now. I'm, a, I'm already, things are getting litigious. I already told you. Because the mandate is a bad I get you. Are you looking back? Are you looking forward to going back to work? You know, in a way I am. I get a little bored around the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I've done the things I need to do. I've napped. I've read several of Oprah's book club books. Oh, so good. Masturbate incessantly. It's like time to get out. You know what I mean? Get yeah. back to the get back to the race. Are you married or are you single or, or single? Okay. Single. All right. Never married. Never found that one person. There's still time. Yeah. There's a lot of time left. Yeah, I hope. I think there might be. You think you might find your your special someone? All right, shut up. I'm just saying. I don't know. You're you know who are you, Doctor Love Stick? Yep, I'm Doctor Love Stick. Uh, Deb, so uh, when is this mandated sabbatical over? I mean, is it thirty more days? Thirty days. Everything's in uh, at corporate now. They're just trying to figure out if UPS is you know holding any responsibility in this delivery. Uh, I've been interviewed. Jerry has been interviewed. Uh, we're just trying to figure it all out. And hopefully I can get my job back because I've enjoyed tough. working there. This is, you know, good benefits. They seem like a nice company to work for. I mean, all the things I you like described. the outfits. Yeah. They look comfortable. Like are they comfortable? The truck. You know, sometimes I get to go out on the truck. Oh, the outfits are very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, the belt's a little. A little much. I like belts. So look at this one. It's a nice belt. That's an elk. Is it really? Yeah. Wow, that's um, great. The uh, truck is airy, breezy. Sure. Yeah. I like that truck. Uh, it's what is it's the well, it's not UPS, but it's the postal service that you could drive on the other side, right? That has the steering wheel on the left. Maybe. I'm not sure. You don't like the postal service, no. though, do you? Postal service and UPS are not friends. 
What? I might go to them if shit goes south. You know what I'm saying? You might work for the Postal Service? Why not? I don't know. It's a government job. It seems like it. Who do you work for? I don't really work for anybody. Wow. I would love to have a government job, though. Great work, Elon Musk. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Just a little depressed and upset. Because of the head I thing? I didn't go in on that day. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. I, what were you going to do instead? Well, I, I just had a big night at Mandalay Bay. I, I wanted to go get a pedicure. Playing blackjack. And I assume you won, right? 300 bucks? Yeah. No, that night it was about 150. Okay. That's not a bad thing. Plenty text. for a pedicure and a tasty meal at the PFs. PF Chang's? No, PF Diner. Oh, okay. Uh, so do you... Uh, do you play the five dollar, ten dollar, fifteen dollar table? What's what's your uh, what's your what's your table of choice? I, uh, I play the five dollar table, and every time I go up, I put the winnings on top of it, and then I like split. I I, I don't split the cards, but let's say I win a five dollar, I put another five dollar on. Let's say I win another. Now I take five as a profit. I'm betting fifteen. Now I win another. Now I'm betting twenty. I take another five as a profit. I do that until I lose, and I start back at the five. Okay, so you have seems to have a system all planned out here. How this is going to go. It's all about grooming the table. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got to know who you're playing with. I like a dealer who will kind of tell you what you're supposed to do. What was in the box? Why didn't I look into it more? I don't know, Deb. It's again. I think you're really beating yourself up, Deb, and I don't think you should. Well, it's traumatic. Of course it is. Of course it is. I can't imagine that it wouldn't be traumatic. But how are you supposed to know there's a human head in a box? You're right. This isn't your fault, it's Deb. Not my fault. I don't want you beating yourself up because you're a very lovely lady, oh, and I don't. Thank you. You're very welcome. I just don't want you doing it because it's not fair to you. And it's also not fair to Jerry. And I hope you guys can mend these fences. Jerry and I have been on a couple trips together. We're friends. Yeah. He's so mad at me. He's like, the box should have stopped with you. Yeah. It's tough, Deb. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do. The box stops here. I I really hope you don't beat yourself up about this anymore than you than you already have. Because I really don't think it's your fault. It's not something one forgets. Of course not. And but also I want you to think about what what's happening. Like a guy comes in with bloody hands, he's handing you a fingertips box. and he had on gloves. Right. For all I knew, those were some like reverse Mickey Mouse pads. Yeah, how are you supposed to know? How am I supposed to know? Well, Deb, uh thanks for telling your tale. I, I hope this oh, wasn't that's too traumatic. Abrupt. Well, well, I guess no, I'll I, just head out now. No, 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 you don't have to leave. You can stay as long as you want. You pretty much seemed like you were ready to go. No, I'm not, Deb. No I just, no problem. I just don't want to unearth any more traumatic experiences for you or anything like that. Oh, you have no idea the depths of my despair. Well, what else is going on? Is it just the head? Is there Do anything I have else? to leave or not? What's well, no, deal? you can. I just want to know a what's finger. going on. Oh, God, a finger? A finger wrap, like a one of those poppers you pull on on new year's eve it was like a finger with two little things on the end and you pull it yeah wow i actually got that in the what mail. do you think it's about you that people want to send no no that came to me oh that came to you somebody sent you a finger yeah was this like a boyfriend or anonymous oh that's tough that is tough and well you know the heart wants what it wants can i have a candy yeah help yourself all right They're thanks all- thanks yeah. All right, well, there she goes. She's walking out. Right, I right. live across the street. Well, Deb, thanks for coming by. I hope everything works out great. 30 days left on your mandated sabbatical. Have sure, fun. you'll check in. Have uh, fun masturbating. Hey, it is fun. It is fun. That's the best box. <laughs> All right, thanks, All right, Deb. bye. Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. 
The show was produced by myself and Nate Dufort, with editing done by Nate Dufort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case, with additional music by Dane Halverson. And our artwork was done by Mark Nishan. Deb was played by Jamie Moyer. You can catch Jamie on the Disney Channel's Casey Undercover or on Twitter at Jamie underscore Moyer. If you're a fan of the show, here's some things you can do to help us out. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Now, if you're a big fan of the show and you want all kinds of extra stuff like swag, extra content, and updates on upcoming news and events, you can donate to the show on Patreon. For all this and more, go to MyNeighborsAreDead.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.